everybody, welcome back to the Natch 20 Review, where we end our month asterisk of Dungeons & Dragons, that being nowhere near a month by this point. Uh, we find, we're finishing up our uh, review series with Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Uh, so, uh, Fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons was produced originally. Uh, originally, it was announced in 2012, um, and it was referred to as D and D Next for its beta period. Um, public playtesting for it began in May, uh, and the final the final bit of it uh, came in September 20th, 2013. Uh, the a- actual basic rules uh, of Fifth Edition, so the, the 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 sort of the precursor to the final. Uh, Player's Handbook was released in 2014, and then everything else followed as follows. And it's uh, it was uh, Wizards of the Coast's attempt to sort of correct for the mistakes of 4th edition. The, the, um, the stated goal <laughs> that it would be a gaming system that would... And they called it d Next because they originally didn't want to make it 5th edition. They wanted it to yeah. be an edition that stepped away from, okay, this is the newest to... This is an addition that we want to appeal to everybody, not just uh, you know the people moving on from X edition. They yeah. made a big effort to appeal to fourth edition fans, three five fans, and second edition fans. When did the name officially go to fifth edition? Do you not? Do you remember? Sometime between the ending of the beta test and the release. I don't know exactly where yeah, cuz by the time the basic rules were released in in July of 2014 it was officially 5th edition. And at the time of the last uh you know last release of beta testing it was all under next. And it was never an it, it wasn't just a play testing name as far as I know the way that they the marketed it was supposed to be next and I'm guessing that from marketing standpoint 5th edition played better. With 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 the potential. Either way, it uh, combines a lot of elements from the previous editions as well as many new mechanics. Um, they they intentionally drew on older editions some some aspects, uh, especially like the the the, the reintroduction of um, not they're not quite kits, but sort of how you build your the the recommended builds for your characters with backgrounds, adding new skills and equipment to your starting character. Uh, was heavily inspired by the kit system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then also introducing new things as such as advantage and disadvantage, and a lot of other streamlining uh, mechanics uh, to make the experience quicker and more easily accessible to a wider variety of people, uh, without doing the uh, uh, homogenization that Fourth Edition did, where everything got turned into the same thing just with different flavor. Um, Though they did keep a number of things from Fourth Edition. Yes. Uh, overall, much better received than uh, than fourth edition, and I think in polls currently, in public opinion, it's almost tied. And depending on who you ask, one one's better than the other with three point five as far as popularity is of editions. So I think they were pretty successful. <laughs> and it, it's worth noting that I know a lot of people who are second edition holdouts who play fifth edition. They never played three five. They never yeah. played fourth. But fifth edition was the one that got them to go on. Yeah, so fifth edition. It fifth edition did. is it, it. Austin and I. This is probably going to be one of the more divisive opinions between Austin and myself. But I think we can both agree that it's a successful system and it is a good next step. I, I will say it was successful and it did exactly what it wanted to do. Yep. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about our first impressions. Austin, go ahead and you go first. Um. 
my first impressions were the initial beta testing. Uh, I got a hold of all that stuff, and and I read through it, and I did some playthroughs with some people. And my very first impression was, wow, they're going backwards. Like, they're not just going backwards to 3.5. They're going, they pulled a lot of things out of 2nd edition. And some of the things they pulled out of 2nd edition got dropped. Um, I think they ended up pulling more out of 4th edition as the playtesting went on. And they're like, wait a second. Just because it was in 4th edition doesn't mean it was terrible. Um, and creating, they it made it so that creating characters gave you lots of fun things you could do. And it really did pick out the best things from each edition from the standpoint of how do you blend all three editions? Yep. Um, and Holly? It's not fourth edition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, I like it because I feel like out of, out of all the character creations, I feel like this one was the easiest to do and the most simplistic. Okay. Um, I might know 3.5 a little better, but 5th edition, as far as character creation went, um, I felt like it was the easiest to do. Okay. Uh, Katie? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with both Holly and Austin. Holly, and that it was not 4th edition. Um, and I forget what I agreed with Austin on, but I'm sure I agree <laughs> on something. <laughs> I agree with Austin on a thing. On, 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 on something. All right. Um, my first impression was that it character creation in itself was a whole lot easier. Uh, the the paper, the form to fill out was a lot more uh, character sheet. Character sheet. It's a form. <laughs> character sheet was a lot more streamlined. Um than in previous editions and um this stuff first one i think i actually was able to use the book for like i haven't really looked at the book on other things john's kind of had to look it up for me and i uh decided i was like no i'm gonna look at the book and so i was able to use the book and so that's the first time that's happened so um i was i was optimistic going into uh fifth ed Especially after, you know, in, in fourth ed was not, I agree with Austin that fourth ed, you know, had some points, and I do see a correlation from fourth ed to fifth ed, but they dropped a lot of stuff that ultimately I did not like about fourth edition and fifth edition. So yep. I did notice that. For me, uh, my first impression was actually Austin talking to me about D&D next. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> although the first time I played it was well after the, the playtesting. Um, I, I, I have... With the exception of the Traveler series of games, I don't think I've ever had as much fun in the character creation process as as in 5th edition, just because it, it going through the character creation process in 5th edition really encouraged you to develop a story for what you're doing and what you're putting together, and it's very friendly. Um... While there is some formatting issues with the way the player's handbook is laid out, at least my version, which is a first edition, first printing, um, 
it's uh, it, aside from that, once you know where everything's at, it's very smooth and streamlined, it, and there's a there's an easy to follow process. It's not difficult to, to understand. Yeah, there's an easy to follow process to creating your character. And it's not difficult to understand, and I appreciate that because creating your character is the first hurdle in any well, RPG, any system. That's the first big step, and making that easy and fun makes the rest of it easier and more fun. Because I want to go ahead and say I did not believe him because I have been, John knows this, I've been very grumpy when it comes to character creation. He's just like, do you want to do this now? Do you want to do this now? Do you want to do this now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I can't even you know, think of my own name right now. But, you know, That he's, sounds like me. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, but he's just so, you know, he loves... He loves the particular, not spoilers, he loves the particular edition so much that he's just like, you know, he's just like, you're really going to like this, you're really going to love this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've heard this all before. Yeah, 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 whatever. But, you know, he had he had his points. Yay, I had <laughs> points. Um, so, uh, before we go any further, let's actually introduce everybody, because I suddenly realized we didn't do that. Uh, I'm John. <laughs> I'm Okay. <I'm> <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm Holly. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. And then there are also two children in the area. But, um, so, uh, first impressions, pretty much everybody, like, uh, three out of four of us have said character creation was really fun. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with things we like about the system. Austin, go first. Um, things I liked. It's so much easier to get people into 5th edition than it is to get people into other editions, and that's primarily because of character creation. Um, and the streamlining they did. The advantage-disadvantage system is innovative in that it means that you don't have to have 50 million numbers, um, which is definitely helpful. It's uh, it's more user-friendly. They laid it out better. I mean, these are all things people said in their first impressions, but they're definitely things that I like. I liked that they picked up a lot more of the 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 second edition feel of these aren't just mechanical rules. These are things that are more flavorful. The backgrounds are one of my favorite things. Um, the fact that you have a lot of things that are that don't necessarily give you a mechanic benefit, um, but just let you do cool things. Um, like you know, uh, I think, like the features of the backgrounds, things yeah, like that. the features of the backgrounds. Some of some of the class things are are things that you don't think about all the time, but they they're much more interesting. Um, and three five certainly had a lot of those feats, but because three five was so drenched in numbers and mechanics, doing that sort of made you a quote unquote inferior character. In fifth edition, it's 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 much more encouraged, uh, just like it was in second edition. And I also really like that they found things in fourth edition that were genuinely good ideas, and by putting them in fifth edition, they were able to say, "Hey, wait a second! You know, this whole having hit dice thing that you can use to recover your hit points yourself is kind of a cool thing." Actually, um, actually gave the hit dice a mechanical meaning aside from yeah. what level you were. Um, one other thing that they kept over from fourth edition that. I'm not sure if I like or not, is they've got rid of almost every negative number in the game. You have disadvantage, 
But that's like the only penalty I can think of, aside from having a negative attribute score. It's the only time you put a minus on something. Yeah, um, because cover provides a bonus to AC as opposed to a negative cover provides attack. a bonus yeah. to AC. Um, not, uh, weapon proficiency gives you a bonus instead of being a negative, just like it did in 4th edition. That, that, that they, they took the proficiency thing from 4th edition in that regard. So, the only thing I can think of that provides negatives is like exhaustion. Does that actually be flat negatives and not just disadvantage? Uh, at later levels of exhaustion, yeah. Okay. So yeah, they really... They got rid of a lot of the feel bads, um, which I can appreciate that they did it, and it definitely moved towards their goal. This definitely like a completed and polished game because they did things like that. Even if I don't like things like that myself, I can appreciate they had a vision and they followed through with it. Mm-hmm. All right, Holly. Uh, I liked the um, advantage disadvantage mechanic where um, <clears throat> where you can roll two d20s and either take the higher or take the lower. Um, I really like that. I, um, I felt like that was an easier way to do it rather than trying to figure out if you get like um, a plus one bonus to it. Um, besides that, I just found it very easy to play. I like how um, I played a bard, and I like that I had a choice to play more of a performing bard or m- more of a combat-heavy one. Um, I, I like the different choices there, and I feel like it has it has more choices than 3.5, in my opinion. Uh, more more choices in, like, the, the specific ways you can approach a class, or is it just more choices? Um, in uh, approaching a class. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Katie? I'm slowly remembering now, hearing everybody else talk about it. Um, <laughs> things I liked, as I said before, the character sheet was much easier. Um, the advantage, disadvantage... Um, if anybody's been listening to these podcasts by now, they all know about me and D20s. I think D20s are a lot of fun. More D20s, the better. Yes. And uh, I loved that I could roll, like, uh, you know, one would be an 18 and one would be a 20. It's like, okay, well, you can take the 20. It's like, all right. Yep. Uh, that's kind of awesome. Um, I also liked... Um, as Holly was mentioning, the kind of shades you can take uh, with a character, you can... Because um, I was explaining this to John when I was creating my character. I tried to... With the exception of uh, version 1, which I kind of put it as an entity of its own. Um, for, with all the additions where you can create your character, I've been trying to play the same kind of character so I could see how different additions affected the same kind of character, like what I could do with the same kind of character in different editions. Um, my my half-elf uh, rogue. Yep. And so I liked, for example, in this book, you know, they, in the book they had statements that the characters would make. It's like, are you more leaning towards this or are you more leaning towards that? You know, what is something your character would say? And that helped, you know, finding a character's voice really really helps um, really helps me and so I felt I was able to more fully form my character by giving them a voice um, 
And I liked that a lot. And also, uh, the character sheet in general is just a whole lot easier for me to use because I'm still... I think I'm the least experienced of all of us when it comes to tabletop gaming. Um, So my perspective on it is I'm still trying to learn how to use the character sheets and how to use the, the systems. And, you know, with this one, it just felt like I didn't have to consult you know, Austin or John or Holly on how to use my character sheet. Like I could do it, you know, by myself And that for somebody that's new to tabletop gaming, that's, that's a lot. Um, because I, you know, am like, I guess a, like a four or five year old aspect of like, I want to do it by myself. I'm like, okay, well you may fall on your butt, but at least you're, you know, you're trying. Um, so that's what I liked about it. It's just more user-friendly, and I can definitely see the correlations between what everybody talks about when they talk about 5 and 3.5 now. I can see those being more user-friendly options. Yep. So I'm going to talk about... Uh, I GM'd our, our little uh, review game, uh, so I'm going to talk actually about things I like from a GM's perspective because I think you guys have pretty much covered a lot of it from a player's perspective. Um, from a from a from a GM's perspective, this system uh, is designed to serve both the players and the GM. Um, it's designed like the the, G- the GM's guide, which is what I used for basically almost everything, uh, has the ability to help you go through every aspect uh, that you need to go through as a dungeon master and. Uh, help you build it if you need help building it if you're a, if you're a new gm or you're you just don't have the time to go through and intricately map out dungeons they have example maps they have a random dice roller for your encounter tables for the uh, and and not only for encounter tables but also for villages towns character traits npcs encounters in cities encounters in dungeons encounters in open fields basically name a type of encounter whether it be social combat or otherwise they have a table for it in the gm's guide that you can either just look through and pick or roll a dice and decide. Um, I will say Betafed has the best DMG. Yes, it is. Of, of all the DMGs I've used or looked through, it is one of the best laid out uh, bits of information. It also has extensive details on how to customize any and everything in the game. So 5th uh, edition is... One of, the, one of the hallmarks of 5th edition is uh, flavor. Uh, like one of the big focuses is that a lot of like for uh, going into players, the backgrounds that your character gets, the little uh, statements that you're like the selection of ideals and bonds and such that your character might have, which are basically represented out as statements they might make um, features you can get in your thing. Uh, your in your background, the various archetypes of class you might want to play. All of them are geared at flavor, making your character, even if even if two people have the same uh, Dragonborn Barbarian, those two Dragonborn Barbarians are not going to be the same character. Um, and it's it's got that emphasis that you can do how, whatever you want and make it however you want. And with that emphasis, they took it into the DMG and said, okay, here, look, in the DMG, you want to make a custom race? Here are the here's how you make a custom race, and here's an example. They gave us uh, the uh, Eladrin, the 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 magic elves from the astral plane. Um, 
uh, yeah, you want to make a custom class? Here's how you make a custom class. And you want to make a custom class for your NPCs? Well, here's an example. Here's a necro. Here's a death. Uh, a a death uh, domain cleric for you. Or here's a death knight for you to customize. Or a lich for you to customize. Um, you want to make your own magic items? Well, here's a list of effects that you could theoretically have. Or here's how you can make your own. Um, it's entirely geared towards making GMing the game less stressful and more fun. And that is a huge thing with 5th edition that I really, really love. Um, and lots of previous editions and lots of, lots, of, uh, lots of RPG systems in general are not always geared towards making the GM have as much fun as the players are. Um, 5th edition really tries to sort of raise that inequality and, and give the GM things to do that uh, are more interesting and varied and to make their lives a little bit easier. Um, which I really very much appreciate. Um, there, there's one more thing I forgot that I really liked. Go ahead. <laughs> they revisit the open gaming license. Yes, yes, 5th edition reintroduced the OGL that they had in 3.5 and in addition to that, they put together a website called the DMs Guild where you can basically uh, all your homebrew stuff that you make using the rules they provide, put it up and sell it. Um, and they've really, again, with this whole idea of making the game easier and more fun for everyone, they allow you to share the, the ways that you've done it uh, on your particular game. Uh, so, now that we're done with that part, let's go on to things we didn't like, starting with Austin. Alright, so... I'm going to preface this with I can't always quantify why I don't like 5th edition. I love making a character. I I go into the game with a concept of this a character and how it should work. And just for whatever reason, my experience is always completely different than I expect to be going in. The character never seems to work the way I expect it to. Um, and my biggest problem is they scaled all the numbers back from from of all the other editions. And while that in itself isn't a bad thing, the problem is because the variance is so low between the numbers that different classes have, the D20 makes a much bigger difference. Like in 3.5, I can tailor a character so that's like, all right, I don't need to roll super high because I've, I've machined this character. You can't do that edition. You can finagle your way around things, sort of, but the numbers will never be as as far apart. At least Most, not at least not in the early game. Even in the late game, most classes can get the same attack. You know, there, there's not not too many features that just up your attack bonus. There's things that let you do weird things with your attack, or features that lets you take advantage of your environment to get advantage on your attack or re-roll attacks or that sort of thing. But there's very few things that modify the number. It's much less... A, it doesn't have the 3-5 number game that I really liked. Or in 2nd edition where the classes were all so starkly different. You know, this is what warriors do, this is what rogues do, this is what wizards do. Um, and oftentimes I feel that Either I accidentally end up being doing something really well just because I rolled well, or I, you know, you know, oh, this is my specialty, but I rolled a five, and you know, this other person who hasn't really put anything to it intentionally, but it happens to be one of their high stats, 
you know, roll the 10 and they beat me on it just feels awkward to me. Um, in addition to that, the way that they handled skills, I'm not a big fan of because in setting skills like you used to, you have proficiencies in different aspects of an ability. Uh, for one, this means that anyone can do any skill check. You know, there's no trained skills like there were in 3.5 or in 2nd edition where you just ha- had proficiency in a non-weapon, like a non-weapon proficiency. Um, it's just you get to add your proficiency bonus if you're proficient. And some of my favorite abilities, expertise and um, jack-of-all-trades, play around with that, but I don't feel like there's enough of it. And so my character, who is proficient in athletics was worth at athletics and he wasn't any of his dexterity abilities because my dex was high. And it felt... It always feels awkward when that sort of thing happens to me. So, as uh, as with anything, there are caveats to that. There are tool proficiencies, which are skill checks you can only make if you have proficiency with that particular tool set. Yes, this is true. Um, the other thing is, I don't feel it's as customizable as 3.5 just because a lot of the things are lumped together. You can't take cross-class skills like you could in 3.5. You have the skills from your background, and you have the skill list that your class has. And then you pick those skills at the beginning of the game, and then the only other way to gain new skills is a feat, or if you're a bard of lore, you get to pick some new skills at third level. And I, I kind of wish that you had the ability to later on maybe like, hey, my character's branching out and, you know, started taking an interest in herbalism and, he, you know, medicine and stuff. But the only way I can get the healing proficiency is to spend one of my very few feats on getting three skills. It's not like in 3.5 where I could just dump some, some a couple links in it to represent that I've got skill in healing. Or in second edition where you get non-weapon proficiencies as you level up. Um, so I feel like the the skills are limiting in that regard. Okay. Um, and Holly? I feel like it's really easy to die in 5th edition. Um, <clears throat> really, really easy to what? To die in 5th ah, edition. to die. All right. Because now I'm, I'm a little... I'm a little fuzzy on this because I don't know 5th edition as well. But um, when your damage reduces you to zero hit points and there's damage remaining, you die if the damage exceeds your hit point maximum, right? Yeah, if you go down... So, for instance, if you have a, if you have a hit point maximum of 20 uh, and you get hit for 40 damage... Uh, taking you down to a negative 20 in that single blow, you instantly die. Yeah. But that's more lenient than any other system of D&D. That being being said, if you get hit for 39, you just go down to zero, and then you have to start making death saves. Okay. Okay. 3-5, you die if you go below negative 10. Okay, I'm sorry. I think I was just confused on that one. Um... Uh, in that case, I can't really think of anything. All right, that's fair. Uh, Katie? Um, I will say, uh, 
I, I don't have a lot to say negatively either, however, um, I felt there was, in creating the character, this is going to sound strange, but there's almost, sometimes I felt like there was too much choice, um, because I had a very multi-dimensional view of my character, and I only, you know, got to, you know, represent her in so many in in so many ways and like I felt you know like she would be more of this class but because of her profession she was more of this class in background I don't know it just seemed to me that there was a lot of um a lot of options you could have taken yeah there are a lot of options and sometimes that's you know sometimes I like having the I like having the options but I also you know felt like at the same time, there was a uh, like there were too there were too many um, for for some for some of the um, for some of the points and like I got to create the character I wanted. I just it was it was difficult to decide which direction to go in. Which so would be my was it... Go ahead. I was just slightly confused. So was it that there were too many options or was it that there were too many ways to do the same thing? Both. Um, okay. There were a lot of I, options I, I, and, and also like creating, you know, creating this, this rogue character that I had, there were any number of backgrounds and any number of skills and any number, depending on which way you went with it. It, and it did seem like a lot of them overlapped, which is, you know, there was some really fine distinction between them. And I felt like some of them co- probably could have been, some of the backgrounds and trades could have probably gone under one umbrella and done just as fine. But Well, yeah, like the criminal and the charlatan are fairly similar. Yeah. Uh, and they're just, you know, sort of a different, how do you, different sort of outlook on the same activity. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's the point where it felt like, you know, it was just splitting hairs at that point. Um so that'd be only my complaint. My only complaint is that you know, you do have a lot of choices, but it gets down to the fine line of you know, two choices between the one choice between essentially the same thing. So okay. Um, for me, uh, I like like I, while this is this is definitely my favorite system of D and D fifth edition or of D and D. It certainly does not. It certainly is not without its faults. Um. It has a tendency, like there are certain aspects to it that I don't uh, uh, like as much as I did in other systems. For instance, there is uh, an ability cap of 20, um, which is fine for the most part, but it means that uh, if you you roll really good stats, for instance, if you're rolling stats, um, you can only go so far uh, in growth in that in in your ability scores, uh, before you just start either maxing all your stats or just start picking feats that you maybe don't necessarily want. Um, in three point five and in earlier editions, or in three point five because it's the one that this gets most directly uh, uh, compared to, um, you didn't have a cap. You could bump your stats however how you wanted. If you, you know if you and you could end the game at level twenty with a fifty seven strength or whatever, depending on how silly you broke the game. Um, or Pun Pun, who, uh, <laughs> Pun Pun, who is the bane of all, uh, theory crafters. Um, but, uh, 
so there there are certain limitations that they put for sake of keeping numbers low and keeping things less and less complicated. Um, but as with everything, as with anything, there's always ways to break that. There are magical items that put you above it. And um, another thing that I don't appreciate is a lack of so. For the most part, 5th edition did away with a lot of formulas that 3.5 had. Um, 3.5 had a formula for everything. It, mm-hmm. Like, where 5th where, where edition has, graphs for, has tables for everything, uh, 3.5 had formulas for everything. And one of the formulas they did away with was magical item price calculation. Instead of a price calculation for magic items, uh, they have a recommended price table based on rarity of magic item. Uh, That's a big range. It does have like yeah, it does it for uncommon uncommon magic items go from fifty to a hundred. Then, sorry, sorry, common magic items go from fifty to a hundred. Uncommon go from a hundred to five hundred. Uh, r- rare items go from five hundred to five thousand, and uh, above that, you know, it very rare goes from five thousand to like fifty thousand, and then legendary. So typically aren't priced. It really depends on your GM. Yeah, and so it, it, that's one of those things where instead of in, in 3.5 where you could, you know, I need to know the price of this magic item. Oh, well, here's the calculation or here's a book that has a price for all the magic items. It's You have to actually go to your GM and say, hey, how much for this item? And then they have to go, well, yeah. in this setting, in this world, it's going to be considered this, so you're going to have a price range of this. Let me look in the book. Uh, between that and that, okay, it's going to be this. Um and it's sort of wavery and it puts that's one of the one of the few instances where they put more of the weight on the GM uh, because the price of magic items is dependent on your world which is fair and allows you it allows you some wiggle room in customizing prices but at the same time so makes it much wiggle room. that's a really it's a lot of wiggle room that's yeah. a really big range yeah um and so, you know, uh, you have to end up doing things like I do, which is, you know, based on the setting that you're in, based on what that item does, it might go up or down in rarity, and it might go up and down in price. Like, for instance, in, you know, in a, in, in a modern world where magic suddenly ha- happens, you might have things like the Amulet of Health, which would, norm- which would in a fantasy setting be, you know, really expensive. If you were to, if, which is, uh, for people that don't know, the Amulet of Health, the Paradise of Health uh, prevents all diseases. Well, in the modern world, if you had something that prevented all diseases, it would be on store shelves at a buck ninety nine. So, you have to adjust the prices if you're in a modern setting versus a fantasy. No, setting. in a modern setting, it'd be controlled by big pharma. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on who discovers it. Actually, yeah, yeah, but you know, like like something Regardless, that simple and that much produced. demand, it would be mass produced and would be you know fairly cheap. Um, so it it puts a lot on the GM in that regard. Uh, and there's just a lot of formulas that don't exist anymore. Uh, uh, grappling is just an athletics check, which, uh, while most of the time that's fine, there are instances where I do miss having various bonuses to my grapple based on situational uh, situational effects and environmental factors and skills that you could have. Um, aside from that, 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 that's pretty much the only thing that I really dislike about it. Uh, talking about materials next, uh, the... Player's Handbook is fifty bucks. The DMG is fifty bucks, and the Monster Manual is fifty bucks, uh, which is the standard standard Wizards of Coast pricing. However, however, <laughs> where three point five uh, had a extra had another fifty dollar book for every time somebody farted and had an idea. Okay, we're going to clarify this real quick, John. Second edition 
had an extra book every time Gary Gygax changed his mind about something. Is like, actually, I want to write, write a book about halflings or a book about bards. Three five <laughs> had a, a new book every time somebody came with a new spell. It's like, we need to make a new spell list. Fourth yeah. edition um, had a new book every time they're like, I want an ice cream cone. Let's pay for it by making a new book. <laughs> yeah. So as we can see, the 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 grand tradition of making a new book every five minutes stops with 5th edition. Uh, instead, what they've done is, whenever there's something new that they want to give players, they release it for free as a PDF in the Unearthed Arcana uh, series on their website. The devil, you say. Uh, and I apologize for my child who has decided he is, a, he is in fact a howler monkey um, and is going to howl. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they release class upgrades, they release uh, spell lists, they release new races, they release new uh, feats all for free uh, via PDFs. There are a few exceptions. There are some new stuff that they added into, uh, say, Volo's Monster Guide, but that was also, in addition to new races, it was an entirely new bestiary with several more, like like hundreds of pages of more monsters. Um, not a single splat book for one class. <laughs> um, and also, uh, whenever they release... So most of the stuff that you pay for... Uh, for the 5th edition books are campaign settings and storylines and events like that that affect the meta plot of whatever world that that book is referring to. Um, which I, I actually appreciate. I don't know, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about that pricing scale, Austin? Um, I think it's a whole lot better because when, when you're buying an extra book, you're getting exactly what it says. You're getting a cam you're you're getting a module and a book and everything that you need to go with it as opposed to sometimes in three or five it's like well i really want these new classes you know there's like the three new classes but i don't want an entire book on gary gygix's interpretation of the elven home city or i don't want an entire book on you know the ancestry of dwarves or i don't want an entire cam i don't want I'll probably never play because I don't do book modules just so I can get these cool pirate prestige classes. So it's... They're... they're, I think part of what it is is they've learned that modules sell. Like, in recent time, modules have gotten more and more popular with each edition of D&D. And that's why I think it's made this so much more viable. Well, in addition to module selling, they also introduced the Adventurers League, uh, which was basically a a get-together-in-a-tournament-style-and-play-a-module uh, thing that they, that, they, you know, that they designed, and therefore were selling their own books to their own tournaments, basically kind of a thing. Basically, the time has changed, the venue has changed, and they've finally adapted to it, and in a way that benefits everybody. All right. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's materials. Um, the only other thing I'll say is don't get a first printing, because uh, if if you have it, if you have the option, don't get a first printing because their first the 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 bookbinder that they went with on their first printing did not do a good job, and they immediately switched to someone else. Um, so yeah, I will also say the the art to me is really hit or miss. Like, there's lots of great art, but there's some pictures in there that I'm just like, really. <laughs> Uh, it's um, pretty. It, 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 the art's pretty consistent, but like in its consistency, there are a few weird things. Yes, like all the half flings. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on to our final opinions and review scores. Austin, what do you think? Um, so, it's polished and it's exactly what they wanted it to be. At the same time, I'd rather play 2nd edition or 3.5. Um, that It's hard for me to judge exact. By that criteria, it's a C plus. I'll play it, and it's well done. But I don't know if it really deserves a C so much as it does a B. So I think I'm going to go B minus just for it was really, really, really well done, and it's exactly what they wanted. But what they wanted doesn't have a universal appeal, and I'm the outlier to whom it does not appeal. No, and you can give it to C plus if you want. We'll just judge you silently. I think a B minus is more Shut accurate up. to how good of a system it is. Okay, like a, a B is more accurate to how good it is. A B minus for personal opinion. Okay, Holly. Um, I think I think I give it. A, hmm, sorry, I'm debating with two grades right now. <laughs> um, I know the feeling. What are you debating with? Um, a B plus and an A minus. I think I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. It was fun. It was easy to learn, but I don't know. There's something about it. I think I, I'd rather play uh, 3.5. All right. Katie? Uh, wow. Um, no, I'm kind of... Grading is hard for me because there are just so many fine points. It's hard to judge it overall. I would say, I mean, after experiencing all the different systems, I you know I would say I would either play this one or three five. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one, two, and four, I would probably pass, <laughs> um, unless there was you know six. You have six figures involved, then we'll talk. Um, I am going to go with... Oh, crap. See, I'm having the same thing with, with that Holly was... That Holly was... Well, uh, I'm going between the same. Yeah, I'm going through the, I'm going between the same thing, because I... Well, the uh, the criteria is A is a game that you want to play all the time or that you would want to play again anytime. B is a game you enjoyed but you yeah and you would like to play it again but you wouldn't necessarily want to play it all the time. Okay, okay, all right. I got yeah. that. I got it now. Um by that criteria I'm going to go with the B plus because I out of you know, this is a system I would definitely love to play again. I would love to explore uh, creating characters further and creating further stories. I I like it better than some of the other versions. However, I'm not so crazy about it that this is the one I would choose every single time I was playing a role playing game. Um, so, but I give it a solid, solid B plus. It's a I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so for me, and I'm not going to make any pretense of hiding this, 
if 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 I was going to be stuck on a desert island and had to choose between three point five and fifth edition, I would pick fifth edition. Um, fifth edition is my favorite Dungeons and Dragons edition. Um, and 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 as much as I know there are flaws with it, and I know that you know not everybody's going to agree with me on on the things that I like. Not everybody's. Gonna, you know, I'm not going to agree with everybody on things that I don't like. Uh, Austin and I have, have had this. People. Yeah, that's why we have four people. Austin and I have had many, many in-depth discussions about the various intricacies of three of fifth edition versus other editions of D anD. d This this um, session being one of them. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it for everything that they do. I enjoy it for everything that all, all the experiences that I've had with it. It is a system that I will always, always, always want to play. Um, and it's a good system. Uh, and so it it's get a it gets a flat A from me. Not an A plus. It's not a perfect system, but definitely an A. Um, that's actually those reviews are pretty close. Considering yeah. I thought we were going to be a whole lot more spread out. B, on that B one. minus two B pluses than an A. No, I, that's I, I knew that Austin and I would have the opposite ends. Like. Opposite end uh, grades. I knew that going in. That's about all I knew. Well, y'all always do though. <laughs> not always. No, we don't always. I feel. I feel. She's not in D and D. I feel. I feel like. No, I feel like though. Like, like I don't know. I feel. I feel like you. It no. It's a. It's a good thing for reviews, you know, because I feel like you know. There's kind of a yin yang thing in in Holly. You know, Holly and I are either you know on one side or the other or somewhere in the middle. Usually, somewhere in the middle and. Hey. Been yeah. watching you two go at it. So, I, so what we're saying is, fifth edition is good. You should try it. Um, I didn't mean to speak for Holly there, but that's that's, that's, that's okay. That's how I feel. Uh, Story yeah. of my life, right there. So yeah, we have finally made it through all five editions of Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Say yay, everybody! Yay! yay. Now yay. for sixth edition. Yes, now for sixth edition D and D, the edition that doesn't exist. As I say. Um, <laughs> No. I give it uh, about next, 2020. Next week we will be back with uh, next week asterisk. Uh, we will be back with a board game, actually. Hypothetically. Um, a hypothetical board game. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> we've, we've finished our month asterisk of D&D. Uh, thank you all for, for being patient through all of this as our technological uh, lifestyle and various other changes that affected our ability to record this. Um, our children say hi, as you've heard them throughout the podcast. Uh, and uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, you can always find us on our page, on our website at FinalTrixFilms.com. you also find us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FSFilms. Uh, if you'd like to support us financially, you can do so via the Patreon page. Uh, uh, thank you to all of our patron supporters, but especially Chris Comfort and Atonic. Um you can also support us via our uh, via our website with a one-time donation on our PayPal button. And uh, if you watch our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash we now have a subscription service there uh, and a tip jar if you want to throw us some money that way. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate all of you, and we appreciate 411mania.com, a website that, posts, that hosts up all of our podcasts and gaming stuff. Um, they are a geek culture variety website that has news and articles relating to wrestling, MMA, comic books, music, entertainment in general, uh, and gaming, including all the Final Show Films podcasts. So we appreciate them. We appreciate their their uh, readers. And we appreciate all of you for listening. And we will see you all next time. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Adios. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>